Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to the Nile Nine podcast. You're here with Andrea Cleary and Mr. Nile Nine himself. How are you? How's it going? Very well. Good. This week we're going to be looking at songs from Tame Impala, Flume, Sky Ferreira and others and an album from Billie Eilish which is released today. Yes, a, a much anticipated album Hot from Billie Eilish. Presses, yes. Probably one of the biggest albums of the year perhaps yes. uh, in terms of anticipation. Mm. possible streams they will get and it's a debut which and is a debut, special yeah. in itself. probably the biggest debut album of the year yeah. in music maybe perhaps where we're still nearing the end of q1 as we say in the <laughs> business world so um, what do yeah. we say in the music world q1 um maybe still q1 it's, i don't know it's like pre pre-festival season yeah it doesn't count it's yeah. no man's land no but speaking of festivals actually that is a, a nice way to put it because we're still in festival announcement mode and there's lots of stuff happening um, as usual. Um, but more than the festivals that we've already talked about, like Electric Picnic and All Together Now and uh, uh, Forbidden Fruit, for example, there are a few new ones that we have. So Ireland still has an immense capacity for festivals. We have three new ones. Three. Three. Um, so this is uh, this is what's happening now, guys. We have more festivals because we don't have enough going on in the summertime already. There's not going to be a weekend to just sit and read a book. No. All, that, that, all summer. <laughs> there'll be a festival for that soon, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, it'll probably be an area, body and one, soul. One book, one festival. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what, what festivals are coming up? Well, the one that was announced last week is uh, Mother's Love Sensation Festival um, with MCD in Cambainham. That is a special new kind of LGBT uh, friendly festival that is 
will feature more pop and kind of dancey acts than uh, most uh, festivals. Uh, we've got the likes of uh, Lily Allen and Clean Bandit. Gossip are back um, yeah. for some UK and Irish dates. I think they're playing around Europe as well. I think they're due to release a track soon. Is well. that right? I saw that somewhere, mm, yes. Interesting. And then we also have um, the likes of... Um, Calice are playing, uh, Soleil, uh, Clean Bandit, who I really despise. Did I say them already? I just want to say them again so I get to say how <laughs> awful I think they are. Um, they're <laughs> there's not many bands I find, um, you know, troublesome when I have to listen to them, but I'm right. like, oh God, please don't. This I'm one. like that with, um, with this band. the Black Eyed Peas. Yeah, that's I fair enough. I can get that. stand the Black Eyed Peas. Like, there's <laughs> nothing redeemable about them maybe i feel like they probably have what someone will at me and be like they have this one song well about let's get retarded i mean oh god let's, let's get one of genuinely put it in a fire and then like, as as we um show you last uh last year sometime they ripped off uh loan oh that was the electronic really producer. funny yeah i wonder what happened with that must have a look at the update mm. and see and see if there's been any um shakedown from any of that anybody make any money out of it but i remember when um when where's the love came out I was like, I was young when that came out. It was probably like secondary school, early secondary school. And I remember just thinking, this is bad music. I now know what really, really bad music <laughs> sounds like. And I've not changed since. Yeah. But anyway, that's how you feel about Clean <laughs> Bandit. Yeah, they're very bad. Um, now, there's been no news on the loan uh, accusation about uh, plagiarism uh, for the Black Eyed Peas yet. That was the last October when we heard about that. Um, who else is playing Love Sensation Festival? Well, it's hosted by Panty Bliss, the main stage. Um, we've got Mother DJs, of course. They're a big um, part of this festival, along with GCN, who kind of are associated heavily with Mother. And the George are in there as well. There's a George stage featuring uh, drag acts and DJs, George DJs like Connor Bean and uh, Platinum Jones. And we got a Horse Meat Disco playing. Andy Butler himself getting a, um, I am doing a Hercules and Love Affair DJ set um kellyanne Byrne, dahi um, oh, um but that, yeah that's the first festival that's been announced that's happening uh, august 16th and 17th or sorry august 17th and 18th in uh, Imma in on the grounds of royal hospital in kamenum so that was the festival i was hoping that robin was going to play yes didn't shake out that way in a way i'm okay about it because <clears throat> i know it's inevitable that robin is going to play here at some point and it Headline could either be show headline show Let's yeah so the latest rumor is it's either going to happen at electric picnic in the second announcement or which i don't really believe now at this point i don't either because they have their three main stage acts yeah. and why she's would you not hold, gonna why would you hold be, robin back yeah you, like no i mean it's not like they need to sell tickets though at the same time um mm. but i think you know a smarter bet would be put robin on her own show um and the uh suggestion has been that uh, both uh, robin and town pala will be playing in kilmainham as part of around that time, 17th, 18th of August. Hmm. We'll find out if that's going to happen, if that's true or not. But um, look, there's two more festivals to discuss. Um, Let's keep it going. Yeah, the, this one is a little bit different now. Um, it's called Fun Fest, not Firefest. <laughs> it's happening in Tato Park. <laughs> yes, oh my God, 29th and 30th of June. And the lineup is, are you ready for this? I'm not think. I don't think you're ready for this. Okay. It's... Uh, Nathan Carter, Scouting for Girls, Atomic Kitten, Liberty Atomic X. Atomic Kitten? Yeah. <laughs> Boys Life, who is um, two of the lads from Boys Own, Brian McFadden and Westlife as well, Keith uh, Duffy. 
the two rejects. Um, Heather Smalls from M People is playing, the Blizzards, uh, and Jake Carter. So there you go. If you're looking for something completely different from Angel Park. Two stages of live music and entertainment, nice international track. and Irish headline acts. Yes. How much would a ticket for that set you back? A good question. I don't look. Uh, <laughs> let's have a look and see how much that tickets will also come with full access to the theme parks attraction. Not well, that's pretty good. You know, will Mr. Tato be there? <laughs> of course he will. Yeah, I hope he he fun hosts fest. it. Tato Park Fun Fest. So um, you're 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 listening, Sorry, you're you listening you to us. Now. Look look at, at the lineup in in full in real time here. Click here to book tickets, and I will tell you how much it's going to cost. <laughs> <laughs> Fifty five euro per day. Not too bad, actually. You know, you know, my um, my friend is getting married soon, and we were talking about taking him on the stag to. Um, uh, Tato Park, so maybe I mean, we'll this seems like coincide the with Fun weekend. Fest. Yeah, yeah. You know, they've got dance workshops, street performers, sound discos, uh, Guinness World Record holder Sam Sam the Bubble Man, still walkers, toddlers. Sam on. Sam the Bubble Man. This is great. Yeah. This seems like just. I haven't been to Tato Park yet, so I don't know. Me what it's like. neither. So, I hear it's wonderful. I hope it is. Um, and Mr. Tato would, would be walking around. You can Mr. meet him. Tato. Mr. Tato himself. Mr. Tato. But um, that is not the only festival that has been announced recently. Festival's free. Let's Are do it. Are you ready? Take yes. a deep breath. <laughs> it's Kaleidoscope Festival. It was the one that we talked about that was uh, mentioned as part of the Electric Picnic announcement that was going to be announced at the same time. Apparently, the lineup was not ready or something wasn't ready with it. But uh, what is happening with that is is happening in Rusper House in uh, Blessington. It is a family and arts festival, so it's going to be a little bit different. It's a festival for everyone, is what it's being called. Mm. Um, so what does that mean, says you? Well, it's promising. There's no music or anything, DJs or anything announced yet in terms of lineup. Six stages of music and DJs, apparently. Nine stages of spoken words, workshops and in- inspiration. Um Scrum Diddly Umptious Festival of Food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, there's a cinema, there's a maze and a playground. So do you think this nature walk? This so it's kind, kind of, of ba- um, oh, baby disco. Yeah. Baby disco. Oh. Do you think this kind of um, family and uh, festival for everybody thing is a move away from the electric picnic is a place that you can bring your kids as well? I hope so because I really don't know. I look, I don't. I don't, I don't, none of my friends have brought their kids. Yeah. Uh, or none of, none of my friends' kids are old enough really to go to. Mm. Because uh, you can, I this. think the rule is kids can go up to the age of 12 and then it's over 18. So you, you can't bring teenagers, which is fair. But um, I remember when I first started going to Electric Picnic and I'd see families there and babies. And it was kind of fine because it was a bit smaller. There was a lot that kind of catered to them. But now that it's like as huge as it is, it's it's a whole thing. I don't know if I'd be bringing a baby to it. Yeah, I, I can't imagine it being a very nice uh, time for everyone yeah. to hang out, to for kids to be accosted by adults who should know better. Yeah. <laughs> but just like yeah. even for the... Okay, so that means like... So if you're... Just the practicalities of it. If you're, if you're parents and you're going to something like this. So one of you can stay out late and the other has to go to bed early. Yeah. Right, yeah. Um, just go to the other thing and then get a sitter know, for a week. Get for, a babysitter and yeah. then wait until they're like 12 and then take them to a good festival. Yeah. Do that I feel instead. like like bringing a baby or something or 
someone very small is probably a bit better than bringing like an 11 year old or somebody who's old enough to understand what drunk people are and yeah that kind of thing I don't know. I don't know. is it a selfish thing is it a selfish thing to bring your kids to oh a god like i don't know I, I, I don't want to say well, something instead of, controversial especially now that. there's an offering like well yeah kaleidoscope for this, example this is the thing i think that this is probably a, a very good alternative for people who still want to have like a festival experience hopefully the lineup's going to be good well that's um, what it depends on right it could be you know it could be fun it, i don't think it'll be fun fest levels of, uh, no of, no of pop oh a vintage pop vintage um, no but cheap it, pop. It, it might have like a, a, a something for all the family sort of vibe I mean, what what would you hope for something like a festival like Cloudy School? Because I keep trying to figure out what would work for the age group, a wide age age group. So I, I could see like Niall Horan working it's well. It's Niall Rogers, there. isn't it? Yeah, and well, obviously <laughs> Niall Rogers and Chic goes without saying. Um, but yeah, I, I could see Definitely. those those acts that that moms and kids both kind of share a love of. It makes, it makes sure to tell you that there's four full bars at the festival, <laughs> just so you know. Um, it's definitely there. Um, In bold. But yeah, look, there's yeah. three new festivals and um, one we still have to find out more about. But um, yeah, we're not finished yet, lads. It's still happening. I think the first festival I'm going to this year happens on the second week in May. Mm -hmm. It uh, takes Village, which was great last year, but it was in April last year and I thought it was a bit early for me. Yes. I was like, let's not do festivals in April because even, you know, we all need a break. Yeah. I'm not doing anything this weekend. It's brilliant. Oh I don't gosh. have to go anywhere other um, than go see Julia Jacqueline, which you are as well, aren't you? Yes, I yeah. am. Um, well, I'm I'm at the beginning of a three gigs in a row stint, so I'm going to be dead by the time the weekend's out. But sure, look. Three gigs in a row. You're grand. You're grand. Yeah. You're well, well able for it. Yeah. I'm not as young as I was, but you know. We'll get, we'll get there. They're good gigs. We're going to see Empress of tonight. Two of them are good gigs. <laughs> <laughs> what's the third? What's the, what's the middle one? Empress of tonight. Picture this tomorrow night. And uh, Sorry, what was that? Picture this? Picture this tomorrow night. I'm being dragged along by a, you're, you're a, a journalist friend. You're a friend. I am. Um, who does not want to go. But I'm, you know, I'm interested in what the furore is. So am I. Yeah. I, I don't want to go, though. No. <laughs> if I'm honest. If I just I'm hope I'm sitting you. down. Jesus. <laughs> well, yeah, hopefully. Mm. Well, bring, bring us back a t-shirt, will you? I will. <laughs> so what else has been going on in music at the moment? Um, there was a new Irish music station, digital radio station announced. Um, it is called Play Irish. Play Irish is an initiative from ISCA, which is a um, it's Irish association of songwriters, composers and authors. Um, and Sinead Troy has been kind of doing a lot of Play Irish um, features for like radio and uh, playlists and stuff like that, trying to get them featured on places like Irish Central, just trying to put the Irish music out there a bit more. Um, so this new thing is a digital station launching this Sunday which will be only 100% Irish music um, so it's available online only and in an app called the Irish Radio Player app I've never downloaded that but you can it's where if you're if you're living abroad or anything like that you can go and access all of the okay. Irish radio stations in one go um, so it's going to be featured there so you can listen to your Ryan Tuberty while you're on your holidays in Tunisia yeah exactly it's if you can't thank god yeah. Exactly. Um, so I have mixed feelings about this because I, first of all, I should say that I did meet the Play Irish guys to talk to them about doing something uh, in a syndicated capacity across FM stations, see if there was something we could do in terms of 
um, FM radio and Irish music and syndicated across like national stations mm-hmm. as now we still had to work out a lot but uh, they applied for funding it didn't really work out um so this is the latest thing that's happening i think this has been in the works for a while so it's basically a digital only station featuring irish music what kind of irish music will it be playing well the suggestions uh for artists that they will be playing will be hosier Dermot kennedy gloaming soleil jafaris uh kojak villagers fontaines dc uh, david keenan um pillow queens wen young all twins stuff like that so um yeah i i i think this is a really good idea but my worry with it is when you have something as a digital only stream unless it's something like dublin digital radio which has its own um alternative identity mm-hmm. then it might get a bit lost because like if you're not like i'm just thinking about how i listen to stuff in the car um so and obviously being involved in TXFM and all that kind of stuff, you're like, that didn't work because it was in Dublin only station, and anyone who listened outside of Dublin was never counted. So that's the JNLR Irish radio stats figures, and that never was always at a disadvantage because of that. But having a digital only station that plays 100 Irish music, is it going to have like they're talking about working towards uh, original music shows that would be presented by people? But I don't know. There's a lot of those kind of like stream only. Um, where there's no presenter kind of tracks uh, mm. stations out there. Um, I'd I'd love to see this be a kind of presenter heavy station where you get it's it's not just a playlist of here's a hosier song and now here's a pillow queen song or whatever it is where you where it it kind of it encapsulates that Irish music does have enough for every different taste do you know so like just like on a regular radio station and you'll listen to one dj for one type of music i'd i'd love if they had lots of different djs on it like someone for electronic music someone for folk music someone for whatever 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 rather than it just being and i like that the mu- the music is irish and that's the only thing that binds it all together do you know i'd i'd like for it to kind of yeah. posit irish music as being multifaceted and something that you can really dive into you know mm. but i mean we we don't know what it's going to be yet and i mean yeah, I, i'm so excited to for it to be a thing though i guess my only thing is because it's a digital only um or mobile app version thing mm. like to you're not going to stick it on the car with ease you have to go and think about it and do it and that's kind of irish music needs to be played heard more by the casual listeners of fm radio yeah. as opposed to the people who are already invested in it yeah. and that's one of the things that this doesn't really answer it's just another it's like i mean no disrespect to the guys who are doing it um they're trying to do something but what i'm saying is that uh, you could imagine that you could if you're looking to hear some irish music like there's there is some stuff out there on fm but they're all specialist stations so yes if you want to hear something in the daytime and you're like oh i really want to hear like a mix of irish music um i think some of the red regular fm stations like 2fm and 2fm have been doing a bit better in terms of um their support for irish music for sure um but 2fm could always do more as the national broadcaster i think they yes. could always do more um and today fm is a commercial station so that's a slightly different thing but I don't know. I mean, it requires a lot of people to be invested in it to make it a success. So we'll just have to wait and see what it actually sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe it'll it'll all click when you hear it and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. Why not? Uh, I think it's I just think about those stations like 8 Radio and Digital, 
Dublin Digital Radio. I really like it when I when I tune into Dublin Digital, but because of its ease of like, it's not on an FM radio station. Yeah, so you can't just get into the time I listen to the radio is really in the car. That's all mm-hmm. I really like. That's that's me because I'm but I'm different maybe because I listen to music constantly. Yeah, so I'm already hearing all of those artists we mentioned, like the Gloaming and Soleil and Javaris, I have them in a playlist. I don't need to go and find a radio station to do it. Sure. So yeah. it's the next level of discovery. People who are interested enough in Irish music, but who are finding maybe they're not hearing that on the radio. So Yeah, that's a good point. Hmm, it'd be interesting to hear we'll what see. happens. So that launches on Sunday. Let's play Irish. Uh, if you're interested in that, you can get it on the ra- Irish Radio Player app as well, or playirish.ie is the website that is due to be up shortly um shall we move on to uh the big the big release of this week which yes. is uh billy eilish and uh, let's p- take a bit of a song from billy eilish first before we talk a bit more about her what she's up to why is it her album uh, which is called when we fall all fall asleep where do we go is one of the biggest albums and most anticipated of the year this is you should see me in a crown cold in my kingdom size fell for these ocean eyes you should see me in a crown i'm gonna win this nothing child watch me make them bow should see me in a crown it is one of the tracks that features on her new album when we all fall asleep where do we go um it was a song that was released beforehand so um i guess we go into some background details into billy Lyers in case you don't know um sure. she's only 17 currently Crazy. just turned 17 in december 2018 um but she's been around for a few years already she released her debut ep when she was just 15 that EP is called Don't Smile At Me. Pretty much was like the start, the launch of her career. Um, songs like Ocean Eyes, Copycat and Bellyache. Um, her real name is Billy Irish Pirate Bard O'Connell. Unreal name. <laughs> She's homeschooled and she uh, makes music with her brother, her older brother, who is 21, but looks a bit older than 21 to me. Uh, Phineas is his name. Um, also a great name. Yeah. Good name, family. So we arrive with this uh, to this album with some huge anticipa- anticipation for her fans, Billie Eilish fans, which there are many. There are many. She has uh, captured the imagination of quite a lot of, mostly young people of her age, 17, 18 year olds, maybe a bit younger. Um, you know, she, Ruth here is a, is a massive, massive fan. Yes, uh, uh, Nine Lines Ruth uh, Cronin is a big fan. And actually what she says about uh, Billie Eilish is worth uh, repeating. Um, 
So in one way, like Billie Eilish is kind of an anti-pop star because she is her own person. She's kind of doesn't like to smile, has these like dead eyes thing, dead eyes thing going on. Um, so she's an anti-pop star in one way, except she's not because she's actually massive already. She's got huge streaming numbers. She's been hotly tipped for a couple of years, but seems to be able to um, deflect a lot of that um Anticipate anticipation that's been put on her. Mm. Um, so is this an album her inevitable crowning? We'll just about to find out. What Ruth says is she contradicts just about all of the predefined characteristics of your everyday pop star, and yet for all her uh, unwillingness to conform, she exited 2018 as one of the largest streaming artists in the world. So that's a good point, but I I wonder if we're or the industry is crowning her as the next great pop star because she's young and female. Do you know, it's like, it's, you know, streaming numbers, all, all of that stuff is important when, when you're considering popular music, but having listened to this album and considered her style, what it is that she's singing about, even like the production from her brother, I don't, I, I wouldn't put this in the pop section of a record shop. no, no. I think it's a start of a new wave of well an inevitable like um falling of 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 the crest of a wave if you want to say sure, yeah yeah <laughs> of what's been happening with like SoundCloud rap and young kids who are really getting um to know how to make really polished music very quickly mm. here we have a brother and a sister a 17 and a year old and a 21 year old um, who don't make music with anyone else but themselves. This entire album is just them two and no one else involved, apparently. Um, certainly in the writing and production of it. Um, so you're getting a very pure, unencumbered statement and something that we have maybe referenced a lot recently with um, the likes of Maggie Rogers and a few other albums recently. What else were we talking about recently in this? Uh, um, it was the Secret album. Secret, yes, yeah. yes. So where you can feel the major label A&R imprint all over it. Yeah. You're like, you got to have this kind of song. You're going to have this kind of song. Where these 14 songs don't feel like they are anything but Billie Eilish and Phineas's vision. Yeah. And while, while the record is Billie Eilish's, I think her sound which is quite distinct. It's inseparable from the production from uh, her brother, uh, Phineas. It's, he, he's all over it, you know, and it, it reminds me of the, the kind of the same way that while Ezra Koenig writes all of the Vampire Weekend songs, you, you could always hear Rostam's influence in it, you know, in, in that, in that kind of production. And I think they work brilliantly together. Like she's so sharp and quippy and dark and moody and then his production style is like it's it's almost playful and it, it it's almost kind of trying to maybe bring her lyrics to a place where they're a bit more I, I don't want to say accessible but they're maybe a, a bit closer to you if that makes sense at all um and I think they work wonderfully together and you can hear there's a lot of little, little bits of, you know, them laughing at the end of tracks. The the album opens with a little joke between the two of them. Um, and it's, it, it's a really great thing to just listen to a brother and sister work on a project together where it doesn't feel like for them that the stakes were high. You know, it just feels 
casual and yet really at times like moving and really dark as well. Yeah, I'd say, you know, any from first listen, the one thing that jump out from anyone who's familiar with Billy Eilish before is that which Bury Your Friend, the single that came out before this will suggest, is that it's a much darker tone than her previous EP. Mm. Um it's got a lot more like almost distorted effects and um deep bass, a lot of minimal and maximal kind of production. Mm. It kind of jumps between the two very quickly. Like, My headphones couldn't handle a lot of it, honestly. <laughs> quiet like quiet they hushes were, and then big moments. Yeah. But not like drops or anything like that. It's not like, you know, we're, we're having big, this is where the drop goes or anything mm. like that. It seems to work quite naturally, dynamically, works quite well in terms of how she seems very close to the mic suddenly. And then all of a sudden it's, yeah, you know, it draws back and it's, you. It, the camera pulls back and you feel like there's a greater vision at play. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, some points of it are so kind of spacious and grand and then other points it's like she's whispering sinister things in your ear like it's it's really really interesting I had to actually go into the equalizer in my Spotify app and turn down the bass um <laughs> because my my headphones were like just they they were nearly crashing under the weight of some of the bass especially on Barry a friend actually. I was playing here on good on the good office speakers yeah. and I, I thought that it was distorting for a minute and mm. I was like is it Supposed to sound like that? Yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure. yeah. And I turned it down. I was like, oh, yeah, it is actually supposed yeah. to sound like that. Um, yeah, there's a lot of those, especially the first few songs. Um, Bad Guy is the first song on it. And, um, you know, we talk about the archetype that Billie Eilish has established as an artist and a lyricist. You know, she has the song Bellyache, which is pretty much about like killing your friends and then feeling some so- sort of guilt about it. Mm. Um, you know, normal teenage stuff. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah. But that kind of, this song kind of, um, um, it affirms that archetype a bit more of the anti-hero bad girl um, and it has a, a beat to match that as well. Like the lyric says, I'm that bad type, make your mama sad type, make your girlfriend mad type, might seduce your dad type, I'm the bad guy. Um, yeah. So there's that, a lot of that kind of like teeing up of this, um, you know, character who is somebody who is dangerous in some way. Yeah. And a lot of production kind of does that as well like bury your friend as well as that kind of you know Kanye's been referenced Marilyn Manson's been referenced mm. to iconoclastic artists who do their own thing and um and that song as well because it's about you know like the like the title says what happens when we sleep yeah and where do we go so a 17 year old is wondering she, this out loud and she read she I, I read that she said that the song is about sleep paralysis and something clicked with me when I read that I was like it, it I, I don't know if you've ever experienced sleep paralysis it's horrific and terrifying and, and all and all of those things and this is what it would sound like. Like very, very friendly. Yeah, I can it. relate to it because my wife has night terrors. Um, yeah. And she, Billy Irish, talks about that a bit as well. She yeah. has night terrors. And that kind of um, crossover between reality and dream states yeah. is something that song does really well. Yeah. And that's um, where sleep paralysis lives. Yeah. It's like you're, you're, uh, you're asleep. Your brain is awake and you can hear and see things, but your body's asleep and then your brain. Uh, because it's an asshole decides oh you should see the most terrifying things that can possibly happen and yeah when when I read that it just kind of it clicked with me so I, I I love the kind of sinister tone that it all takes and we, we were talking before recording about um was it the New, the New Yorker had a a headline that was Billie Eilish isn't your typical teenage girl get used to it and 
I ha- I have a bit of a problem with that because I think the the thing that I love about this album is that it very honestly presents the experience of what it's like to be a teenage girl and that it's you know the the, the teenager and specifically the the teenage girl the the character within the album whether it's Billy or w- whether it's something that she's playing is is fully formed and it's often a, a horrific experience like I think teenage girls know darkness as well as anybody you know maybe more so um because they're just coming to terms with this kind of newly awakened horrific state and they're confused by it and and I, I I love the kind of the vulnerability in how she kind of sings about that and how she presents it and how her brother kind of presents it sonically. And then at other times with the, um, the You Should See Me in a Crown and those kind of really bravado laden lyrics, like teenage girls do that too. We, we try on different I say we try on, I am not a teenage girl, but like t- teenage girls try on different masks. They try on confidence like it's a mask. And I think she she just captured the kind of, I, I keep coming back to the word sinister, but like be, being a 17 year old girl or a 16 year old girl, as she probably was when, when she was writing most of these songs, it can be a really sinister and horrific and horrible experience inside your own head. And she's also talked about, you know, having mental health problems as well. And she just captured all of that so wonderfully. And there was still room for it to be playful and youthful and at times like kind of hopeful. Um, and that's, that's just what I loved about it. So it's like, I, I think she's absolutely your typical teenage girl because teenage girls deal with horror every day, you know? <laughs> Um, how do you think um, the album progresses as it uh, across the fourteen tracks? How do you think it um, the, it flows? Does it work for you? Yeah, I I was kind of it's an interesting one because it, it's it's very kind of um, it's energy heavy on side one or in, in the first say up until bury a friend ish. So yeah, what would be side one? And then it it does take a turn to something a bit more. Um, gentle yeah as la- gentle as she goes yeah you know? i think bury your friend is the 10th ten- song on it and it, will, oh, is it, it kind of builds up to that um, and then the last four songs are very lower much lower tempo yeah um at first few listens they do kind of bleed in to each other lots of beauty in there as well though there's yeah. lots of interesting things happening um sonically it's maybe a little bit more traditional um but even like the last song Goodbye is kind of like a montage and a mashup of all the songs, the lyrics that have gone yeah. before it. And it kind of, it's only a short outro really, but it does kind of end on the words bad guy mm. where we started with the album. Um, and have some really lovely songs like Listen Before I Go and I Love You there as well. I was um, a big fan of When the Party's Over as well, which is yeah. a, a kind of a, a more gentle moment earlier in the album. Yeah, that was released beforehand, I think, as long, along with You Should See Me in the Crown and Wish mm. You Were Gay, which we heard a few weeks ago. And I think they, those three songs in particular work really well, along with Perry Friend as well, of course, work really well in the context of the album. And yeah. they don't really like stand out to like, oh, they were just shoehorned in there. They feel like they were meant to be there. Yeah, definitely. They, so, they, they don't feel like these these are the singles, you know. I, th- I yeah. think they, they belong there. They they have a home there. So I like the arc of the album and the way it works. It kind of has that like minimal and then maximal 
um, dynamic happening for a lot of it. Um, there's a song called um, All Gir- All the Good Girls Go to Hell, mm. which has some of that kind of like carnival plinky plonky piano that I'm not f- a fan of, but the production and Billy Eilish's lyrics and um, delivery make it much more interesting than yeah. that sounds. Um, like one of the lyrics is, all the good girls go to hell because even God herself has enemies and once the water starts to rise and heaven's out of sight, she'll want a devil on her team. So bringing that kind of like danger back into the music, which is in this a lot, I think. Um, but then also like those last four songs, very much like love songs in lots of ways and about like, loving someone and not being able to love someone and all that kind of thing. So, um, and she kind of, she d- tackles the topic of love with all the weight that you would expect from somebody twice her age, you know? And I think that that's another thing. It's, um, that, that made me listen to this album in terms of being like, in terms of be- just being transported back to a teenage mind, because it's like, uh, I, I feel like when, when you have typical, or more stereotypical love songs, especially pop love songs from young people, they tend to have the same kind of style or they tend to kind of say the same things. Whereas she is presenting it as being, you know, painful and all consuming and it takes over your life and you can't concentrate on anything. And that's like, it's like, oh shit, yeah, that's what it was like when you're, when you're that age, it's horrible. Um, and she, she just does it so well. And then obviously like musically around that, she's doing really, really interesting stuff. And her, her voice is great. I got, I got really used to having her in my ear while I was listening to it. I was, um, yeah, it's just uh, such <laughs> a good album. <laughs> there's an ending to the, and like a kind of a, a, a coda or an out, out, outro to uh, Bad Guy that um, really reminds me, it seems like such a real teenage thing. Um, I like when you get mad. I guess I'm pretty glad that you're alone. Mad and glad might rhyme together. Not great, yeah. but uh, you said she's scared of me. I mean, I don't see what she sees, but maybe it's because I'm wearing your cologne. That's a real like yeah. you know, passive aggressive like yeah. ex-girlfriend thing he's mine yeah. <laughs> yeah and i yeah. and it really brought me back to like teen angst that mm. kind of whole that line especially that kind of like oh she's like trying to mess with me kind of yeah thing. and um, i think that she, she does angst really really well because it's angst while you know when you get a bit older you look back and you kind of roll your eyes at the way you used to be or you might look at teenagers now and be like, oh yeah, well, it's, you know, it's just angst or it's just this or the other, but it's so real and so visceral when you're in it. And she's managed to completely like bottle that feeling um, and present it in what, what I think is a really like mature way. It's almost like being like, hey, these feelings are real. These feelings are valid. Just because we're teenagers doesn't mean that these aren't things that affect yeah, us. Yeah, she does you know? it with an authority that doesn't feel like um, totally. she's even somebody like Lord, uh, who would be a close comparison to mm. what Billie Eilish does on her first album, really went in with the, you know, Royals is all about, you know, a certain um, demographic and like not be feeling like an outsider and all that yeah. kind of stuff where Billie Eilish seems to inhabit the body of that a bit more. So that doesn't feel like she's singing those songs for uh, cross generational. It's like it's aimed at her generation. Yeah, it's aimed at the people around her, her peers, and not. Mm. I'm trying to write this like Royals is a great song. It's a brilliant song, but like it doesn't. It's not for everyone. It's yeah. not for people who are, you know, 
have have a family or like you're going to kaleidoscope festival yeah <laughs> you know? yeah um, it feels but, like that kind of thing is like it's a it's you know inside joke that not everyone will get or, yeah I, f- I feel like a middle class person can listen to royals and find something in it to relate to whereas Billie Eilish isn't really that concerned with making her music relatable to everybody which is why I like it so much. Yeah. You know. Even though there are there are some surprising moments on it. Um Oh the ukulele. Well you said that yeah, the, what song was that in? Eight? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. It was at the beginning of eight. I was so scared when the ukulele came in. But then, you know, she does really, really interesting stuff throughout the rest of the song and I was like, okay, she, she's brought it back, thank God. But she didn't go full on ukulele. No, thank God. You never um, go full ukulele. I think that song is probably my least favourite song on the album. Yeah. That comes, it's number eight in the track listing. It's uh, just after, uh, what song is it that it comes after? Uh, when the Party's Over. Mm, and I think which is a wonderful song. Yeah. Really, really, really great song. There were other surprising moments in it as well. The um, song Strange Addiction and My Strange Addiction has... Um, samples um uh, oh yeah words from the office uh the american office yeah um so some the, of the one from the the michael the scarn episode so his movie yeah yeah <laughs> um so there's those kind of like playful bits in it and then even a song like zanny which is you know about being the only person in the room who's not like taking some drugs or on something and it really does uh amp up those kind of um almost like it has an almost psychedelic uh, production to it and the mm. way it works because there's a lot of um there's vocal effects on there that sound just really interesting and um almost like you have taken a Xanax and you're like you're passing out a little bit yeah um and that's really interesting but there's also another there's a verse in there that um, all of a sudden it goes into this kind of almost 70s soft rock kind of flourish like an almost Beatles-esque um, oh, yeah, yeah. style thing. So it goes from very dark to very light in, in the space. This is the third song on the album. Mm. So it happens very, very quickly. Maybe we'll just play a bit of that, actually, just to give you a, a listen to that. Make the same mistakes Blame circumstance I'm Zanny from the album When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go from Billie Eilish. Now, there was there any other surprises or anything you didn't like on this album, Andrea? To be honest, there wasn't much that I didn't like. Um I was 
I was actually, I was surprised by it living up to my expectations in terms of how much I liked it. Uh, didn't live up to my expectations. You know, I, I wasn't expecting a lot of the kind of twists and turns that it takes. I wasn't expecting the the level of vulnerability that we got from her and her maturity and willingness and confidence to present that um, so kind of fully. And that surprised me. Yeah. Um, I mean, 14 tracks is, is a lot, but. A couple of short ones on there as well. Though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the first one isn't a track. The last one you can kind of, yeah. So we'd say kind of like 12 songs. Um, and there's, there isn't any I'd take off it. You know, it's, it's a really well formed. I think eight is the only one I take off and maybe I would change some of the, the last four songs a little bit. Like the ordering of it. Yeah. Maybe even like put a more upbeat song towards the end Mm. um, rather than have four very slow songs in a row. Um, just because they kind of. I mean, look, I've heard the album now six, seven times yeah. um, since we were sent it earlier this week. And I have felt that I got my teeth on it. But certainly there are moments there that I'm looking forward to hearing again, other yeah. than the the big moments. Do you think there's anything on this album that matches Bury a Friend as no, a single it's, it's song? No, it's hands down the best song on the album. It's an absolutely unbelievable song. Like it is properly stunning like stop you in your tracks the first time you hear it song unbelievable yeah, it still has that uh, effect uh three or four weeks later it does and i need to get better headphones so i can listen to it properly <laughs> <laughs> okay so best get you some headphones so <laughs> what are you using some nice ones there uh, oh no they're like they're unbranded like where did you get them they're 50 quid in um in like pc world or one of them but i got them because i just needed um uh, noise cancelling headphones from in the office because yeah. uh, the music played in there. Um, there's a lot of stereophonics, so oh, noise cancelling headphones. I'm sorry to hear office. that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Billy Eilish. Um, so I, I think we're both pretty much on her side with this album, very yeah. much so. Um, really, really hope I liked she it plays a lot more than. Ireland. Well, she's playing Nitro Picnic. That's the oh, she thing. Is, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, when we all fall asleep, where do we go? It is. A album that is probably going to match um, what the fans want, mm. but I'm just really impressed with what it what it is as a single statement, as an album. It's two, it's a brother and sister who have really, um, you know, brought their vision to the fore and um, made a really interesting 14 track album, yeah. which doesn't compromise on anything, and if anything is pushes the boat out a little bit because it is still pop music in lots of ways it is framed with that in mind because that's everything that Billie Eilish has been talked about it was a lot on her shoulders in the last few years because there's so much expectation and I Mm. think she's passed this with flying colors for sure I think she's knocked it out of the park for for me it was just her ability to transport me to a completely different time and make me like remember things and remember feelings that I completely forgot about and really kind of place a, a an authenticity and, and a weight on the kind of the teenage girl experience that I haven't really heard that much of. So well done, Billy. Great. Okay. That's Billy Eilish's album. You can check that out now on all uh, streaming services. It is called When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go? Um, let's play a bit more of Bury Your Friends. This is such a jam. This is Bury Your Friend with Billy Eilish. Billy. 
Exactly. Your pain is the amount cleaning you out and my satisfactory. Today I'm thinking about the things that are deadly. The way I'm drinking you down, like I wanna drown, like I wanna end me. Step on the glass, staple your tongue. Uh, bury a friend, try to wake up. Uh, cannibal class, killing the sun. Uh, bury a friend. I wanna end me. Billy Irish would bury a friend, and um, that is our album of the week. And we're going to move on to songs of the week. Our first song is from Flume, who's been a very busy boy in the last uh, week or so. He, he released a mixtape last week, and not content with releasing a really good mixtape, which we'll talk about shortly. He also released this song this week, which is called Friends, featuring Rayo Craigun. Flume's new song, um, Friends, featuring Rayo Craigun. Um, and Flume has been a busy boy, as I said. The Australian producer has been away for a couple of years, uh, maybe longer than a few years, actually, maybe like three years. Um, he arrived with his uh, debut album and uh, arrived at the right time, really had a very unique kind of sound in terms of, it was like drawing from a little bit of the EDM drop zone, but also something else that was more like future kind of electronic music, but also be like nice beats and mm. that kind of stuff. Drawing from a few different uh, genres, really, um, and stood out at the time. And so he's back now. He had an album. He had a, a mixtape out mix last tape, yeah. last week. Um, so actually, that was something we really enjoyed here last week. I really enjoyed it. Um, did you get a chance to listen to that one? I did, yeah. Yeah, really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was just it was good. good. It had Sophie and uh, Slow Tie and JPEG Mafia on it. Um, it just really worked, I, I saw felt. a tweet that I liked from a, um, a user called Brownies and Lemonade, which said, the new flume mixtape is so good, it can mow your lawn, do your taxes, reverse climate change, end the war on drugs, and cure the common cold. 
And yeah, I yeah, agree yeah. with that. <laughs> but it's something nice about that kind of mixtape format. Still, it's like feels very unencumbered from um, much anticipation or expectation. And in that, you just kind of enjoy what you get. Yeah. And it's really nice. And it works really well because it's quite short. Um, and some of the songs on it are short to themselves. They're, you know, two minutes or minute and a half, two minutes uh, here and there. But there's some really good stuff there for sure. Um, so this song, presumably, is the first of an official album. Um, are you into this? I'm really, really into this song. I, it's just, <coughs> love how kind of sporadic and um, kind of disjointed it is in in the kind of the beat. And then it's got this like, the, the vocals are great. I could just picture myself in the sunshine with a nice beer in my hand at a festival listening to this song and having a nice time. Maybe I was listening to it today as well and it was, it was like a gloriously sunny day in Dublin today. So it, it definitely kind of matched my mood. I think it's a great, great song. Really good. It has matched your mood, yeah. I, I like it. I probably don't like it as much as the two of my favourite songs from last week from Flume. Mm-hmm. Um, the JPEG Mafia one and... Uh, the slow thigh one, I thought that was really interesting. Um, so this is kind of me to me. It's a bit more like his older stuff, maybe, but I don't dislike it. Yeah. Um, I'm interested to hear what he does more. Um, what he has coming up and whether this is part of an album. Presumably, it is. Um, I think that'll be more to come from Flume. Now, somebody we haven't heard from in a long, long time is a lady called Sky Ferreira. And yes. she has had much going on, but also not much coming out. Um. A model and artist and singer and actress. She's recently appeared in Twin Peaks. Um, she had an album shelved by her major label, which she eventually released um, herself, featuring uh, a really like amazing song called Everything is Embarrassing, which mm. was one of my favorite songs the last 10 years. Fantastic um, song. But much else on that album didn't do much for me, I have to say. Um, but here she has a new song, and uh, it is called Downhill Lullaby. Let's have a listen. a taster of Sky Ferreira's Downhill a Lullaby, a new song from a forthcoming album um, which uh, was trialled with an, uh, an interview with Pitchfork, um, a very interesting interview, um, yeah. talking about what she's been up to for the last four or five years um, because an album coming out soon called Masochism and uh, this is from it um, not exactly what I was expecting from her but I guess I didn't That's the really... sound of the summer <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Check it out. Now. Check it out if you get the chance. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's definitely not a bop. Um, it's a drag, if anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very, I was kind of 
you know, when you it, this was one of those rare occasions where you read a bit of song before you've heard it. So mm. the Pitchfork um, interview talks about the song and all this kind of stuff and uh, talks about how it was made and the strings. And in the end, I was just like, it built it up a lot for me. Sure. So when I heard it, I was like, oh, this is really what I wanted. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm, I like this song. I say that with a certain degree of kind of, hmm, trepidation but I I do like it I think it's it's that kind of you know Lynchian thing like the the Pitchfork article um, calls it a goth noir chamber pop piece that could have easily closed an episode of Twin Peaks which I agree with it is it's sluggish and dreary and um it's got kind of pretty moments in it as well I, I'd like to just kind of hear more of what she's saying I guess and it it, it just reminded me of a lot a lot of like shoegazy tracks that I don't know if that's the thing I want from her do you know um but it's as I think as well, it was just too sunny to listen to. And <laughs> it, was, it was dragging me down, man. Dre, but um, you have the sun in your bones today. Oh, it's just, you know, drink it up. Sun's out, hun's out. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, I, I'm like really, really happy to have her back. Um, I'm kind of the the same as you. I, I really liked um, Everything is Embarrassing. The rest of her music never really grabbed me in a, in a huge way, but I've always sort of kept an eye on her. I'm interested in her as a person. Yeah, at the um, moment, it's more like her story and the articles generally can be more interesting than the music yeah. that has been released. Yeah. Because she's had a lot of drama in her life and um, a lot a lot to overcome. Yeah. And so you're kind of rooting for her to do something. And, and I quite like her as an actor as well. I think yeah. I think she does well. Um, she's suited yeah. Twin Peaks for sure. Definitely, definitely. And she said that herself. She was couldn't wait to do it. Yeah, it in her blood. She said uh, David Lynch was the when she. Um, I don't know if it was Twin Peaks or if it was one of his films that she watched first, but um, it was the first time that somebody saw the world the same way that she did, and I was like, "Yeah, okay, that's <laughs> that's fine." Um, big praise for yourself there, Sky. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's. It's good. Um, I'll I'll definitely be you know interested with what in in whatever she brings out next. But this yeah, one. it might make more sense in the context of the album, perhaps. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we'll see how that stacks up. Now we have another new song from a artist who we've been waiting for a while. We talked about him earlier on, Tame Impala. Um, he had a song out. Kevin Parker had a song out called Patience. Last week, he's due to be on Saturday Night Live this weekend oh, performing. Really? So we'll see. Presumably, he'll be playing this song. I th- I guess this is a song that's trailing his upcoming festival performances around the world. Not sure if that means there's an album or more coming on in the way uh, this year in 2019. We don't know yet. Presumably, there is. Uh, it's been long enough. But this is Patience because we've had it.
So, Dre, what do you think of patience? We've, as I said, we've had it with Tame Impala. So, how does this stack up from his first song in three years, maybe? Yeah, it's um, it's kind of what I would expect from Tame Impala, to be honest. Um, not uh, a, a ringing endorsement there. Huge <laughs> surprise. Uh, I'm I I like Tame Impala very much, so it's it's absolutely fine by me. Um, it's got the, just that kind of you know cloudy, um, hazy production on it and you kind of have to strain to hear what he's singing about but yeah it's it's a bop um I I I think there is an album not like announced but there there is due to be one um in the summer I read um you promise I promise. Um, I wonder is this going to feature on it or is it going to be a an off cut in between? Yeah, I don't know. Because he did release a an expanded version of of Currents where this could have featured. Um, okay. A couple like last year or year before, because mm. um, it's been so long since it came out. Twenty fifteen was when that album came out. Um, so he did it. This had an opportunity to be released as a you know B side or expanded edition thing, and mm. um, which didn't. So maybe this is from the album and. Uh, Oh, look, I'd be perfectly happy if I get Currents Part 2, if I'm honest. Yeah. I'd be perfectly happy with that. I wouldn't be giving out an awful lot. But there's enough here to suggest that uh, there's something different going on as well. It's a bit more glittery. It's a bit more going. It's, you know, foregoing the guitar a bit more. And that's something that is slightly different, even if the production feels has the same warmth and psychedelics that you're kind of used to from currents mm. so it's not going back to big riffs or yeah. anything like that so um yeah it's it's a wait and see song I it's think. yeah it's definitely a wait and see song um if if it was a standalone song not not cut off the album i i'm kind of a bit meh about it um yeah it definitely feels like an album track yeah i think so um and if that's the case then you know more power to you. Yeah. Come back. We want the album. Cool. All right. Let's move on to Nalu for Yanya with a song called Tears. Okay, Real 
That is Nalufar Yanya. The song is called Tears from her album Miss Universe. Now, if Billie Eilish didn't have an album out this week, we probably would have been talking about this one. Um, certainly, in terms of last week's releases, this was my favourite album that came out on the Friday last week. Um, Nalufar Yanya is in Turkish, Irish, Majan heritage, um, London-based, has been making some nice, interesting uh, music for kind of indie R&B, but also guitar-based, all this kind of stuff. Um, you can kind of hear shades of it all in that song. Mm. Um, did you get a chance to listen to her album? I did just once through, so I don't know if I got like a full kind of in-depth experience of it because then it was like we're getting the Billy Eilish album so um but I'm yeah ru- I ruined it for you <laughs> um I really like the album I don't I don't know anything about her at all um there, I mean the, I don't know much else other than that I've seen her in Electric last year I yeah she was really good she's got a very intense energy that I really liked um, yeah she seems definitely right up your street to be yeah. honest yeah 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 she's got different things going on um different styles um yeah i really like it the album's great Um, it's got these kind of weird um skits almost on it, a mm-hmm. conceptual idea of this wellness yeah like, kind of like the um the phoebe bridgers and the um uh connor oberst album, oh the, the, the better well, oblivion yeah, better oblivion community, community center, center yeah. this is like a wellness way health called and, and she pops in and um offers some experiences and uh yeah Ask you ask your feedback here and there, um, but the song is really good. It's a lot of variation in there. It's kind of got weird, like that song is probably the one that's maybe the most poppy one of the whole thing. Mm. But uh, I feel like she um, am I right in thinking this? When I was listening to it, I feel like she was doing weird things with with chords in it. Like she might be using a lot of like sevenths or something. I, it, it just feels like w- when she's moving from one chord to the next she's going just off of where you are expecting her to go, which I yeah, thought, there's oh, definitely I thought was an really off interesting. Kilter buzz there. I'm not sure about that. Yeah. Totally yeah. Well. It was really um, interesting. I, I must actually look, like look, look into what the structure of the song is like, but I, yeah, I, I found that really, really interesting. And then it has this like very good kind of dancey pop undertone to it. Um, and there's, there's a lot going on, but it doesn't, it never really overwhelms. Everything seems yeah. to slot in that really seems, well. That's, that's the same with the album as well. Yeah. Even when like the, the guitars get um, come to the fore, it, they kind of feel like clean and bright. And even if they're a bit like grungy almost, they're, yeah, yeah, they're kind of they don't overwhelm anything. And that kind of level of treble kind of restraint in it, it kind of works really well for her yeah. voice as well. Yeah, um, a, a big fan of her voice as well. Yeah, I think um, it's one I'm going to be listening to a bit more for sure for the next few weeks and shake out how I really feel about it. But um, I have to give it some more listens for sure. But I really like what I've heard for the album and that song is my favourite one at the moment. Yeah. Um, Tears from the album Miss Universe from Nalu for Yanya. That's probably it for our songs of the week this week. Say so. Hey, um, so what have you been reading and watching and listening to this week? Um, so I've been reading um, Emily Pine's Notes to Self. I'm late to it. Um, she is an author and um, lecturer at UCD and writer and um it's it's really really great it's a collection of um personal essays um that's just so kind of i don't know it it it, a lot of it has just kind of hit me hard and reading it in tandem actually with the Billie eilish 
album a, a lot of the stuff that th- there's one kind of essay in particular where she talks about um her being a teenager and being like a bit of a she uses the term like wild child and the kind of the troubles that come along with that I think that the, those two things just kind of clicked in my head um as being two sides of the same coin um so yeah I've been reading that um still going with Better Call Saul uh not ready to give full verdict yet but still really enjoying it how much it. have you got left uh, um uh, I'm, I'm on the last season now okay. um I think I think I am I'm on the last season that's on Netflix yeah, is there one that isn't no 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 that's okay. correct yeah. yeah so I'm on the last season and really enjoying it um it's great and listening to what have I been? Oh, I've like I have gone. I've reverted back into my safe space, which is just listening to a lot, a lot of Father John Misty. And tell us why, though. Oh, I'm going to Hamburg. Um, he's playing. I didn't know about this. I follow this like Father John Misty fan account because he deleted his Twitter. I follow this fan account on Twitter, and they, I just saw a tweet that was like, "Tickets for this are selling out fast," and I was like, "What's this?" And it was, uh, it's his only non-US headline show. He's playing at the El Philharmonie in um, in Hamburg on the eighth of August with the like Hamburg Philharmonic Orchestra, um, and I. I obviously got a ticket and I'm going I'm going to go over for it. Um and so I yeah, I went back and I listened to um cuz I listened to I Love You Honey Bear like at least a song from it like weekly. But I listened to God's Favorite Customer again for the first time in a while. Um and that's it's just a terrific record. It's it's really really just it's it's a great progression for him that I, I don't think hit me when it came out. Um, so I've listened to a lot of that and not much else, to be honest. Right. Very good. Yeah. That's fine. You're allowed. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> um, I've been listening to Lou Friganya, who we just played a lot, other than the Billy Eilish album we were listening to a lot this week. Uh, and I've been still listening to the Solange album a fair bit, I find myself. I've been listening to you it. You know, I haven't gone back to it once. Really? Yeah. Uh, you know, I found it in uh, quiet uh, times as, as the album to put on recently. Mm. So it's kind of been my go-to quiet album. Um, so I've been really enjoying that. Um, I also, uh, in terms of reading, I've only been reading my my stacks of New Yorkers, which yeah. happens every now and again. But there was a really interesting story which I only caught up on. the um, Dan Mallory, did you hear about this? No. hear about this no. <laughs> um it's the uh it's he's a, an american author uh who released a novel last year called the woman in the window and debuted at the bestseller list all that kind of stuff but uh, the new yorker wrote this uh profile of him that kind of shows him up as somebody who is um well he lies about a lot of things he has lied about a lot of things in his life he's he is told he said is that he he his, wrote a book and it was all fake no he, he's <laughs> lied about his own life and like he's he actually works in publishing himself and he's told he's told lies about his mother dying and like that he had cancer oh my god like, and this is in workplaces and and uh, stuff like this and it's all kind of come out now and um, i don't think there's been any like major um fallout from it yet but like it's a really interesting. What, and what was his, what's his book? He just has one book. Uh, the he? Woman in the Window, which is about to be made into a feature film to be released in October. So right. it's kind of like, it's been talked about as in, it's the next Gone Girl or something like that. So, oh. um, but yeah, the, it's a very extensive pack of lies he has told over wow. the years. 
um, to uh, colleagues and a lot of about cancer and uh, or like uh, operations that he had and all this kind of stuff, which he possibly didn't have. Uh, very interesting read. I think I saw about it when it came out in early February, but I just got a chance to read it now. Mm. Uh, separate to that, um, thanks to the uh, No Encore uh, spin-off podcast, No Popcorn, about music films. Brilliant podcast. I did. Loving it. Yes, I, I thanks to them, I did watch some kind of monster for like the fourth time over the weekend. Oh my god, what a movie! I've never watched it. Oh god, it's so good, so good, yeah. it's so incredulously good. You're just like, I can't believe they let this happen, they let this be recorded, and it goes on like they're recording. So, the context for anyone who hasn't seen the film is it's about Metallica led film crew into their recording studio. Um, when they're recording their album Saint Anger in 2003 um, much happens including therapy, therapy sessions and an overbearing therapist a lot of bust ups and uh, James Headfield goes to rehab loads and loads and loads of mad stuff happens but they let it all feature in, in the film and they don't come out you know warts and all it's a warts and all film okay. it's like close to Spinal Tap but it's reality um, and it's but, you know, it's really, the more you, watching it again, I was reminded of, like, there's a lot of, like, empathy there. There's a lot of, you know, struggles and, and humanity and, like, some terrible, terrible music at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> For yeah. all of it, St. Anger, oh my God. Are you a fan of Metallica generally? No, not really, no. No, no. But you don't have to be a fan of Metallica to watch this film. It's okay. so interesting. Um yeah. Just like you're on day 755, and you're like, <laughs> this is day 755 of their recording, oh God. not just like them hanging of out. The world, <laughs> like that includes a year where, you, where James Hetfield goes off to rehab for a year. So, yeah, you can listen to the No Popcorn, No Encore podcast on it. Um, yeah, the first episode of No Popcorn was also excellent, which was about um, Bohemian Rhapsody. And yeah. I really, really enjoyed that episode. It was very Bo good. rap. Yeah. <laughs> Big bow. <laughs> uh, I also, I have to say on a similar vein, um, last night, I knew I'd hate it, but I put it on for about 45 minutes and I had to turn it off, is the Motley Crue film that's on Netflix, The Dirt. Oh, no. No Don't interest bother. at Don't all. Bother. Don't no. bother. I just put it on to have a look and see what it was like. And it was like, yep, yeah, this is exactly what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. You know, it's one of those like the Nikki Six book came out at the time that was like, oh, this is, you know, when rock and roll was this excess was celebrated and idiots were celebrated in, in rock and roll. But it's just, it's bad. It's bad. Okay. If, if you think Bohemian Rhapsody is bad, you're going to think this is terrible. Okay. Um, it's very bad. Um, I forgot I also watched um, Adaptation. Have you seen that? Oh, it's yeah, uh, yeah. the Charlie Kaufman film. Because I only saw... Um, Is that the one about the flowers? Yes. Um, with Nicolas Cage playing two characters in it. Two for the price of one. He was just so wonderful. Meryl Streep's in it as well. Um, and it's in the same world as Being John Malkovich, which I also only watched recently. And it's about the... The screenwriter, a, a fictional screenwriter who wrote Being John Malkovich, um, wanting to write a book about a novelist or about a, a New York Times uh, journalist, played by Meryl Streep, who wrote a book about flowers. And in that Kaufman style, it's like crazy, weird things with narrative and with structure and 
all of those things and it's it's really really wonderful i really enjoyed it nick cage is hilarious in it he like i think with all the kind of with, with how much like we take the piss out of him he, he you forget like what a good actor he is like you just forget that there's two of the, that it's two he's playing two people it's the same actor like for most of the film he, it's Really, really excellent. Did you see the film Mandy from last year that he was in? No, no, I didn't know. I don't know. There's, there's, I think there's certain parts of the. You weren't um, mad about that, am I right? Yeah, well, it's just that, the, yeah. that whole Cage, Nicolas Cage myth of, or, you know, the whole like they love when people love when he goes mad. I'm just like, mm. yeah, it's just over the top and annoying. I don't yeah. know. But he, but this. he's excellent in adaptation. He's really, really, really yeah, good and really, really funny. We really recently watched, um, uh, uh, being John Malkovich again, yeah, which I really enjoyed. It's, 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 great. it's so good. I don't know why it took me twenty eight years of my life to watch it. Like, <laughs> like so good. Well, you're speaking of Charlie Kaufman there. Uh, it reminds me of the other film that he made, uh, Synodoc, New York. Do that you know I you, haven't seen. Oh god, oh god. I watched it on a plane. Mm. Big mistake. Oh, um, I, but I was falling in and out of sleep the whole time watching it, and it is some really like hard. Um, to watch scenes in it and um, Philip Seymour Hoffman is the main character um, there's a lot of blurring of lines between reality and uh, fiction and mm. don't, dreams and you don't really know what's going on and I was also dreaming and falling asleep and waking up and seeing parts of the film that like, honestly sounds terrifying it was heart palpitating yeah, yeah. it was like really stressful that reminds <laughs> me of um, the first time I listened to OK Computer from start to finish I listened to it on my disc man going to sleep with um, with my headphones on and I actually funnily enough talking about Billie Eilish and sleep, sleep paralysis earlier I experienced um, um, sleep paralysis while I was listening to it and Fitter Happier is on that record if you remember that oh, yeah. so I was listening to Fitter Happier while experiencing sleep paralysis and it took me maybe until I was about 25 or 26 to actually listen to that song again I always skipped it <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that just reminded me of that <laughs> right that's it from us this week we're I off think. to Empress of yes we are um, next week we'll be back with uh, two co-hosts two extra co-hosts uh, you'll have to tune in and see no well, t- we'll tell them we'll okay. tell them will we yeah we'll tell them, yeah. Uh, tell them yeah fuck it okay. whatever <laughs> fine um, yeah Pillow Queens uh, Pam and Sarah are going to come in and co-host the show with us very excited um, they are playing the Dubliners Sound all, now all ages gig for every age including if you're bringing under five you just have to uh, make sure that they have appropriate um, ear protection yes and ID be with the parent yeah. If you're under 14, but over 14s and anyone else over the age of that can also you come. come. If you're 90. That's part of Music Town. That is the Pill Queens, uh, Squarehead, Tebby Rex and God Knows all playing together on April 13th, which is also Record Store Day. Because it's Record Store Day, we are releasing a, a special uh, 12 inch vinyl record, which I've heard the test pressings of. Very happy to have them and we'll be selling those on the day. But if you buy a ticket, you get one for free. So Unreal. buy one for now. It's like 12 quid. No excuse. No, no hassle. Yeah. Go and do it. Uh, so it's <laughs> Dublin of Sound. Uh, you can find that on Eventbrite or look at 909.com. You'll see it on the right hand side in the events. But that is it from us this week. We're going to finish with a song from a Dublin um, artist called April. Uh, this is uh, some songs that were just quietly uploaded to SoundCloud over the last few weeks and months. And uh songs i'm really digging at the moment um some nice originals there a couple of covers of the likes of ariana grande and stuff in there as well if you're interested i'll post a link on 909.com in the show notes for the podcast and until next week 
enjoy this song. It is from April and it's called Why Don't You Let Me In? Uh, sorry, it's called, this is from April and it's called Would You Let Me In? And this is April and that's been our podcast for this week. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. sleeping couldn't find the place up on my pillow that feels frequent and i know this sounds outdated but every day is numbing oh my mind feels so sedated put my face against the window the feeling's unfamiliar takes me back to the first notion my impression my conception of you on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns